bow in of fellowship, God. I pray now, God. And God, we just thank you again, God, just for this time of fellowship, God. I pray now, God, that you would touch this vessel from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. God, that your people will see none of me but all of thee. Use me for your glory, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, oh God, that you will let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let them be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. This is my prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God, we pray. Let everybody say, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. 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 And certainly, I'd be remiss if I didn't recognize the ushers, amen, who has one of the most important jobs in the church. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord for the ushers. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If you will, turn with me to the book of Joshua. Book of Joshua. Praise God. Amen. Joshua chapter 7. Amen. Joshua chapter 7. And I'll be reading in your hearing uh, verses 1 through 12 and verses 16 through 21. Those who are able to rest to your feet for the reading of God's word, you may do so. Amen. Joshua chapter 7. I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Say amen when you found it. Some more times they hold on. All right, I think everybody's there. Praise God. All right. Chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, the son of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is before Bethaven, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about Two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about three thousand men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about thirty-six men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebarim and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? To destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns back before his enemies? 
For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned. And they have also trespassed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have stolen and deceived. And they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Starting at verse 16. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribe. And the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the clan of Judah and he took the family of the Zerhites. And he brought the family of the Zerhites man by man and Zabdi was taken. Then he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Now Joshua said to Achan, my son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him, and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord, the Lord God of Israel. And this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and the wage of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord God. Amen. I want you to touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can't hide anything from God. Touch your neighbor on the other side and say, neighbor, neighbor, you can't hide anything from God. Amen. You can't hide anything from God. My brother and my sisters, in this passage of scripture, we see that Israel had just been involved in a great military conquest. They witnessed the amazing defeat of the city of Jericho. They marched around the city 13 times over seven days. They blew their trumpets, they shouted, and the walls of the city came tumbling down. They completely conquered and destroyed Jericho without firing a shot. Now here they were celebrating their victory, feeling confident in their God and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that with God on their side, they cannot be beaten. They are 100% sure that not only are they undefeated, but they are unable to be defeated with God on their side. With God on their side, they were certain that every obstacle in their path would be moved out of their way. Can you say amen? amen. However, verse 1 in the text reveals the truth about what was really going on with Israel. The real truth was that God was upset with Israel. You see, they thought that everything was all right. They thought they were in a good place with God because God had just given them the victory over Jericho. And if God gave them the victory over Jericho, they were surely on their way 
to victory after victory, win after win. They were on their way to the promised land. Y'all know how sometimes, amen, we as people have the tendency to get the big head, amen, when God blesses us in one area of our lives and we start thinking, amen, that we got it going on and we don't need to pray anymore and we don't need to consecrate ourselves to God anymore. Somebody know what I'm talking about. We start, amen, to let our spiritual guard down and stop doing the things that we did, amen, that landed us in that place of favor with God. I'm talking about, amen, those first works that we did when we first came to know who God is. And we were greatly dedicated to walking in obedience to God. But somewhere along the way, amen, some of us got tricked by the devil to the point where, amen, where we begin to water down the word of God. And try to make the word of God fit our agenda instead of our agenda lining up with the word of God. Can you say amen? And when we begin to allow just a little bit of sin to creep into our lives and disrupt our intimacy with God, we find ourselves losing spiritual battles in our walk with God. Because we thought, amen, it was okay to accept a little sin here or there. Somebody ought to say amen. You see, everything was fine for Israel because they had seen God defeat their enemy, amen, and move their hindrances out of their way so everything was going great for Israel until the word but that we find in verse 1 of the text now this word but tells us that something happened to Israel since the time of their last defeat their last victory listen just because God blessed us to overcome our last challenge doesn't mean amen that we can just do whatever we want to do however we want to do it whenever we want to do it, amen, and live outside of the will of God. Can you say amen? You see, some of us begin to compromise God's word and then convince ourselves that God really didn't mean to say it that way. We started saying things like, amen, I know God said don't touch the accursed thing, but God knows my heart. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know God is telling me, amen, to sever ties with that unhealthy relationship, but God doesn't want me to be lonely. Somebody say amen. I know God's telling me to, to, to amen, to increase in my giving, but God, glory to God, knows what kind of obligations I got. Amen. Glory to God. God knows what I'm going through. You see, Pastor Young, amen, it's the word but that gets a lot of us in trouble. And sometimes, amen, it causes a negative change to take place in our lives. Some of us in here tonight, glory to God, had great plans for our lives and would have been a doctor or a lawyer, amen, or a pilot, amen, or a professor or a professional sports player, but we got to hanging out with the wrong folks. We allowed, amen, the company that we kept back then to impact the position that we have right now. Somebody ought to say amen. It's true, amen. Some of us would be much more financially set at this stage in our lives, but we just couldn't resist buying those $200 Michael Jordan sneakers. Come on, somebody. Amen. Or buying that brand new BMW that we really couldn't afford at the time. Somebody say amen. Some of us, amen, wouldn't be dealing with diabetes and other ailments in our body, but we continue to make poor choices in our eating habits. Somebody say amen. I 
I believe the word but has changed some things for all of us in here, just as it has changed some things for the children of Israel in the text. You see, the word but is the very first word in chapter 7 of the text. And it signals to us that things were about to change for Israel. Israel was fine and they thought, amen, that they were unstoppable. But they had one man among them that had committed a trespass regarding the accursed thing. And the sin of this one man, Achan, was causing a serious problem for everybody in the camp. Somebody say amen. This same scenario is still possible in the church today. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 that we are all members of one body. Isn't that right? Yeah. And we all know, amen, when one member of the body has a problem, the entire body suffers. How yeah. I many know if you hurt your big toe, glory to God, everything is going to suffer in your body. You can't think right. You can't walk right. Amen. Everything is going to be affected by that big toe hurting. Amen. Likewise, in the body of Christ, if one member is hurting, everybody should feel the pain. Isn't that right? Also, if one member of the body has a problem, it creates a problem for the whole church. Can you say amen tonight? Amen. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to know tonight, amen, that if we have an issue that needs to be dealt with, amen, we need to confess it before God and allow God to fix it and not think we can just tuck it away and hide it somewhere and think everything is going to be all right. We need to get our issues settled with the Lord God before we leave here tonight if we want to experience the greater blessings of God. Can you say amen? The fact is, there are some things we just can't hide in life. Listen, if we try to hide sin in our lives, eventually it's going to come to surface and not only affect us, but how many know that it will affect all those who are around us as well? The Bible says in Numbers 32 and 23 that your sin will find you out. So we might as well confess it before God, before God arrest us. Amen. Glory to God. As we look, amen, at how the sin of Achan affected the lives of Israel as a whole, we must ask ourselves this question. How does sin have an effect on our lives today? Can I say that again? How is it that sin has an effect on our lives today. Well, first we see that sin will cause you to lose battles in life. In the text we see Israel was still basking in their victory at Jericho. When they saw a man and looked toward Ai, they were absolutely certain, amen, that this little town called Ai would be no problem for them to defeat. And let me remind you, amen, that Israel, amen, had a great army which had just defeated and destroyed the mighty city of Jericho. You see, Israel was a confident people, amen, and there ain't nothing wrong with being confident, amen, but the problem is that they did not stay humble before God. Can you say amen? Amen. In the text, amen, we see a very example of that in verse 3. What they fail to realize, amen, is that it is a dangerous thing to become overconfident because then you begin to think that you are the cause of your victories instead of God being the reason for your victories. Can you say amen? Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goes before the destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. And as a result of their overconfidence, they went up to battle Ai and they suffered a terrible defeat. 
Verse 5, amen, says 36 of their soldiers were killed. And as a result of their 36 soldiers dying, about 3,000 of them were chased down the hill like scared little puppies. Can you say amen? Uh, basically, their hearts had melted, amen. And instead of gaining victory, they fled in defeat, amen. And there was sin in the camp. Listen, 36 wives became widows. 36 sets of children lost their fathers. 36 mothers and fathers lost their son. All because there was sin in the camp. Sin will cause you to pay a painful price if it's not dealt with and eradicated. Can you say amen? Another thing to notice in the text is that nowhere do we see that Joshua and the people sought the will of God before going into this battle with Ai. We don't even see, amen, that they prayed about it. Perhaps if they had prayed, God would have alerted them, amen, that there was somebody among them that was hiding the accursed thing. Can you say amen? Think about it. How many times have you and I been guilty of jumping into a situation without seeking the will of God first? Only to fall flat on our faces. Listen, amen, if we want to be successful in life, we must never get ahead of God. Can you say amen? And what's even worse than that, amen, is they, they, they didn't even take the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with them into battle. You know the Ark of the Covenant, right? This was what the presence of God dwelt in, amen. And how many know, amen, if you don't have the presence of God with you, you are guaranteed to fail. You are guaranteed to be defeated if you don't have the presence of God with you. Can you say amen? amen. Another problem and effect sin has on the lives of God's people, amen, is that it causes us to make moves without consulting God. This brings me to my second point. Don't ever try to move until you deal with the root of the problem. Can you say amen? Uh, listen, listen, Israel didn't know what was wrong. All they knew was that they had just suffered, amen, their first defeat. God wants his people to have the victory, doesn't he? God does not want us to be defeated. And so he took the necessary steps to reveal to Israel exactly where their problem was. Joshua had no idea what was wrong either. Amen. All he knew is that they had lost a battle. Amen. That they should have won. Amen. And he went to God and he fell on his face and prayed to God for the answer. How many know Jesus is the answer? Amen. And so we find in the text at verse 6, amen, that Jesus is the answer, amen. Now we see, glory to God, amen, that Joshua found out that he had to pray unto God in order to get this situation revealed in the name of the Lord. In other words, amen, the sinful person that had caused so many problems had to be removed out of the camp. And sometimes God has to remove some folks out of your way to get you where he wants you to go. Can you say amen? God told Joshua in verse 10, get up, Joshua. Amen. Joshua, amen, was wondering why Israel was powerless in their battle. Glory to God against Ai. But God was about to show him, amen, that there was someone among them that had some wickedness in them. How I many know sometimes some folk could be sitting right beside you and they got wickedness on the inside? God tells Joshua in verse 12, amen, that this sin, amen, is why he was withholding his power and allowing them to be defeated. And then, glory to God, he tells Joshua how, amen, to discover 
the guilty person. You see, God gave Joshua revelation knowledge on what was truly going on in the camp. Oftentimes, the greatest problems faced in the church come from within the church and not without. Isn't that right? More often than not, amen, when there's a problem and trouble down at the house of God, you can rest assured that there's someone in the church who's out of the will of God. Can you say amen? And the problem, Pastor Young, amen, is many folk that are out of the will of God have important positions in the church. And they try to run their church and run their position, amen, without being in the will of God. Having to know, amen, your sin will find you out. Amen. When there is a lack of the manifest power and presence of God in the church, it usually can be traced to some sin in somebody somewhere. Amen. If there's an infection in the body, it needs to be identified and treated before the body can experience the power and the glory of God. Can you say amen? This brings me to my final point tonight, my brothers and sisters. Amen. You got to bring your sins to God before God brings your sins before others. Come out and say amen. God knew Achan was the culprit. God didn't just tell Joshua who it was. Achan knew Joshua was meeting with folks trying to figure out where and who the problem was. Achan had time to come forth and confess and repent of his sin, but instead he chose to not say anything at all until his back was against the wall. How many know sometimes it takes pressure to get people to do right? Isn't that right? Hallelujah. It wasn't until Joshua pinned him down that he decided to confess, but by this time, it was too late. The point is, my brothers and sisters, God gives us time to confess, amen, and repent, amen, because God is a merciful God. How many know he's merciful? He's a loving God, and he's not willing that any of us should perish. But the Bible says, amen, what's done in the dark shall be brought to light. God wants us to bring our sins to him and confess them to him and ask him to forgive us for our sins. And how many know his word says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can somebody say amen in the house of God? Now Achan was stoned to death uh, as well as his family and all his family was burned all because of his desire to steal uh, and to hide the accursed thing uh, amongst the people of God. Uh, a Babylonian garment, uh, silver and gold uh, that God told him not to touch uh, caused so much pain for him and his family. Glory to God. How many know if God said don't touch it, you need to leave it alone. Many of us have laid hold of some things that we were not supposed to touch. But thanks be to God. Glory to God. That we live under the grace and mercy of God. And through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come on somebody. We have an opportunity to be saved from the punishment of the sin that we have committed and confessed. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, so I'm here to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, uh, it's time to get rid of bitterness because uh, we can't hide it from God. Uh, it's time to get rid of backbiting because uh, we can't hide it from God. Uh, it's time to get rid of jealousy because uh, we can't hide it from God. Uh, it's time to get rid of gossiping because uh, we can't hide it from God. Uh, it's time to get rid of hatred because huh? we cannot hide it 
from God. It's time to get rid of that lying tongue because we can't hide it from God. It's time to get rid of wickedness because we can't hide it from God. You got to get rid of a hateful attitude because we cannot hide it from God. We got to get rid of a lack of giving because we cannot hide it from God. Get rid of your old ways because you cannot hide it from God. Get rid of slothfulness because you cannot hide it from God. It's time to turn it over to Jesus because you cannot hide it from God. Is there anybody here tonight that's got their mind made up that it's time for a change? If you're here tonight and you realize that you let it lay it out before God, why don't you stand to your feet and give God praise? People of God, get it right because we can't hide it from God. God loves us. God loves us. God adores us. He'll be there for us. Won't God do it? Won't God do it? Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Get rid of sin. Get rid of it because we can't hide it from God. Love your neighbor and love your enemy because if you don't, you can't hide it from God. Glory to God. I made up in my mind, Pastor Young, that if I live before God, God will pick me up, turn me around, and place my feet on higher ground. So you might as well let God know what's going on in your heart. Because God knows it already. Because you can't hide it from God. Come on, give God praise. Come on, give God praise. You can't hide it from God. You can't tuck it away. You can't bury it in the ground. God knows it all. God sees it all. The Bible declares that he sits high and he looks low. Beholding the evil and the good because you cannot hide it from God. Come on, give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. Give God another hand clap of praise. Can't hide anything from God. Amen. We open up the doors of the church on tonight. For anyone who may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, we invite you to come and give your heart unto the Lord so that you can be in a right relationship with him. Will there be one on this evening to give their life unto God? God already knows what you're dealing with. And he's waiting with open arms for you to come to him. Will there be one on this evening? 